Hey, what's up? This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Uh, this is Jake from Cabin Boy Jump Ship. Well, this is Johnny. I'm talking to Jake. How you doing? How's it going, buddy? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. And uh, how's the weather in the UK right now? The weather. Uh, it's been raining all day today. Uh, Standard, always. It's, it's yeah, it's always <laughs> raining in the UK, but it's it's just really cold at the moment. You got to put on a couple of layers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So. And so to get. Um, straight into it pretty much you guys have dropped mm-hmm. two singles that are coming out on a new record yep That's, uh, so we just released uh, a track called Demons this month uh, oh no we're in February now uh, late last month uh, 21st of Jan uh, which is one of like the biggest tracks for off the new album we're very very stoked of it yeah. and then in December last year we dropped uh, Survivor which is uh, the first single off our new album yeah and so your guys approach um and we'll get into the label talk and everything in a minute but the uh the approach with releasing these a lot of people are talking about like don't do full albums anymore just release 12 singles are you guys gonna drop the whole album or are you gonna pace them out um so uh as i said the first single was in december and we're pacing the singles out all the way up until the album release in May. Uh, we we do have plans for four singles. Um, the label was talking about a potential fifth, uh, which might just be just before the album. But so far, we're, we're, we're comfortable and set on four, uh, four music videos, uh, four main singles for, now, for the album. In your opinion, because I have my opinion on on stuff like this too, but in your opinion, how do you feel about releasing so many songs before a record and it taking so long until the album comes out? Like, what's your what's your thoughts? Do you think it's the best way to build, or do you think it's whatever? My my opinion on it is each single like before an album definitely will get a lot more traction for that one track than it would be once the album's out because um, like places like Spotify they they will like if um, when you put put the song through for them to check out they'll put it on like like Spotify playlists. So you get a lot more traction on it and a lot of people, especially with music videos as well, for some reason they'll share a music video more than they would a lyric video or or a normal track. So I, I, I definitely agree, like the more singles is probably the better option for your band. Um and, and that's that's what I, I, I'd go with. Um but we we've for for us as band we've we've just gone with the the four singles this time but we'll probably consider it for the next album to maybe do a few more singles yes just i i personally think it's just a better option to keep doing singles yeah and it's like i can't i kind of 
hate it in a way because it it is the optimal thing to do because like you said you release a single and you can get playlisting and if you only do one single that means you basically only get one playlist and then hopefully they'll put something else on a playlist after the fact but that rarely happens exactly and so it's kind of annoying that in the modern world you have to base so much of your release off of playlisting that it to me it just drags out the release process so long like yeah i don't know it just it takes forever and the to me it um it also i i, I kind of like in the in the rap world sometimes they'll just straight up say hey here's a new album no promotion no nothing just like boom here's a record a full thing and i think uh, that's pretty sick that. yeah yeah I've, I've seen a few bands do that they'll just they'll just come out and go where like more recently I've, um i don't know who i saw do it but they, they released one single and almost a couple of weeks later was the album straight away um, which fair enough, like, but I, I feel that the the process of leading up to that album gets more uh, new listeners to check you out and know who you are. So when yeah. that album does drop, you'll get you get more engagement on it. Yeah. Um, if if you've already got that audience, then fair enough. Exactly. Like you if you're big, album. yeah. If you're big, you can do it. But as bands that are still in a big growth process, you have to basically get as much external yeah. reach as possible. So it, it is the best thing to do, but I really don't like it. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, we did, um, I think it was, we did three songs before the album and then one the day the album dropped. And even that it's like, you know, a three month process of just waiting when the album could just come out, you know, but it is what it is. It's the modern world and everyone's trying to figure out the best way to do this stuff, especially not being able to tour because the tours was the big thing to promote albums before. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, doing, doing tours as well. That, that, that very, that is very helpful. Um, but I think especially during COVID as well, it, it I think it's kind of opened our eyes up a bit more that, um, just proper focusing on online is is been the best growth we've had as a band so far like the best growth we've had is during the covid period yeah and uh the and same with the browning record it's the biggest release that the browning has had and i think that you can really focus on like i'm kind of switching my gears as far as the browning goes where instead of like grinding tours all the time and then doing random sporadic online activity flip it make it to where the tour is the special thing that happens but the online activity is constant yeah that's uh, i agree yeah and how many music video are you guys gonna do uh, so we we've done two. Uh, we got two more uh, to go. We actually got a video shoot coming up uh, this no not this Wednesday the the, uh, the Wednesday after uh, we're shooting actually some pretty insane stuff. Um, so we're, we're we're buzzing for that. That's going to be one of the singles off this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Also, we've put so like, this is the biggest budget 
on, the, on this on this album that we've put into any music video normally we've just been happy with we'll we'll find a location we'll get the vid- videographer and we'll just shoot but this we've put budget in we've had like production and so these these set of music videos for this album have been so exciting to do but yes there's been a lot of planning but just seeing everything come together and the end product is it's been it's been been really nice to see yeah and for again a lot of the podcast that is a lot of informing people about how some things behind the scenes work um and you guys just uh i i was talking to you guys all throughout your process of working on this record and one of the big focuses was being able to um push it to get signed now with this music video that you're putting this big budget in are you guys still funding videos yourself or is label helping with that oh um originally what we did we did um and i I guess like this could be um some words of you know you can you can take this in if you're an unsigned band what we did with this album is we funded it all ourselves up until so like we did the writing we went to the studio recorded it all we shot two music videos ourselves uh we've done photos we've done we did basically everything ourselves put it in one big epk package and then we pitched it out to a bunch of labels to go this this is what our music videos look like these are the singles we want to use these uh are the tracks we've done this are photos this is all of our promo video they're basically everything absolutely everything we had it all ready to go before we pitched to the label which we found was a lot more attractive to them because then they've had less work on their part yeah so um, and there's there's no uh you're saying here's the product rather than them saying what is the product going to be Exactly. So then when uh, when you do get a an offer come through from a label, most of the money or uh, like the, the, the that you get, you, you can put it towards a bigger budget on one thing instead of having to spread that out over recording times, yeah. uh, videographers, photos, locations, equipment, and, and then you've got a smaller budget. So we put a lot of the stuff in ourselves. Even since we've been signed, we're still putting our own money into it um, because we want to make it look so much bigger yeah. especially for the music videos as I said we, we've got one coming up in just over a week and so excited for the the, the, the amount of budget that's gone into it because it would just look mad yeah. it looks so good yeah and I mean uh like you said, you guys paid for everything up front yourself, studios, photos, videos, all this kind of stuff. And whenever you sign with a label, they essentially, they normally would give you an advance. They'd give you money up front to pay for all the stuff. But instead, you guys got money after the fact. Some bands would pay themselves back for their expenses. Um, but you mm-hmm. guys took that money and investing it more into more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, the, the the advance we got, um, that's just gone back into the band. And e- even like on the, 
what they've what they sent to us they've, they was given certain amounts for different things like there was yeah. given an amount for videos amount for this amount for that but because we've done everything all that money just went into the advance money and we, we haven't paid we haven't even paid any pennies back into our pockets it's all just been put into the band account we're we're focusing on giving the best product possible because we're so happy with the music we need to use that money to promote it uh, through uh, YouTube ads, Spotify ads or whatever, just to so people can come across our music and uh, and and then you know oh okay that's cool and so it's mainly just gone into promotion that 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 amount of money. So um, and, and you guys are doing you guys happy. are doing the advertisement yourself with the money from the advance. Yep, um, YouTube. The the best one that's worked for us at the moment is YouTube ads. That's 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 been an absolute saver for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, um, YouTube is um, the best platform to grow on of any of them. It's it's the yep. most natural growth. Once you accumulate growth, it happens naturally. Whereas every other platform is a grind, and they actually slow your growth on purpose. So yeah, YouTube hundred percent the best one to invest in. And it's good that you guys are taking your advance and you're doing the ads yourself because advertisements when working with a label is always the mystery kind of like you're you're just hoping they're running you know five thousand dollars of ads you don't you don't actually see them yourself yeah. but you're just kind of hoping you do. It's good that you guys yeah. are doing it um, and you know getting it. Well, seeing I, it. I, I know from from our perspective, I know that the label is putting ads out on absolutely everything themselves. Yeah. But we're also using our advance to add on top of that and add put more ads. Yeah. And, there you um, go. So it, it's just been very ad heavy, um, which has been which is a lot of the comments we've got have been wow like i've never heard this band before and they're they're the people that's what you're trying that's what we're aiming for, for we're sure. trying to get the the new audience in and because we can't play shows and we can't support anyone we can't go anywhere right now that's that's all we've got so we're trying to get these new people in so going in instagram instagram ads have been great for us as well um yeah. Uh, and and now we're like we haven't st sp uh, specifically started just yet, but we're working over towards TikTok. We're just getting like content yeah. ready for that. So and we're gonna start going out on that. I uh, did a deep dive because I I own a knife company and I'm working on building a knife company as well. And uh, mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of deep dive on how to grow on TikTok properly. And uh, they say 100% the best thing is reels, using the reels aspect of TikTok, yeah. which are not TikTok, of Instagram, Instagram. which is yeah. Instagram's version of TikTok. And the thing is, yeah. they're actually promoting that. They're like showing it to people and reels also go straight to your Facebook as well. Um, so yeah. the reels is like the one thing that can actually go viral on Instagram where everything else has to be done through hashtagging, which doesn't necessarily work anymore. And so yeah. if you want like natural growth on an Instagram page, you got to do a bunch of reels, which is basically your TikToks. You can take the same TikTok content, put it on your Instagram reels, and then you'll be growing on Instagram. Yeah. Well, uh, to add to that, like for, for um, I've never really 
got into TikTok. I, I during lockdown, I started a TikTok and I was just making stupid content on there for a little bit. But I never really got into watching other people's content. That wasn't really for me. Uh, but I've noticed with Instagram at the moment, if if you are like flicking through just your friends, like the people that you follow, and they've got a video, you like you scroll scroll on that video for some reason. Next minute, you're going through reels of people that you don't even know. Yep. And and then then I'm just flicking, and I I was getting so invested in these other reels, and 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 that's how Instagram do it. And I think that's such a good way to do things so yes we are where where are we as a band are looking into that right now and we're going to tap into that market very very soon we're actually as i said making content for it right now and yeah. we're going to start uploading them i have a, a friend he's in a band called the funeral portrait um okay. and he their tiktok they're like 200,000 followers on TikTok and they're a smaller band from Atlanta but he just posts videos of him singing like emo songs and stuff but it's from like so like my, my chemical romance and you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it, and yeah. also singing their own songs and he he sh- posted on Facebook about one of his one of his TikToks got like 2 million likes and like as a band, you'll do anything to get to two million interactions. Oh yeah, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. And so he's just in there posting videos of him singing My Chemical Romance, and it's having two million people interact with his band's profile. So it's like it really is a huge thing to to do it. And like your your singer, he's a really good singer. Um, like the clean singing. So yeah. you guys could even maybe do stuff like that where doing like some small little, you know, twenty second covers of some songs and putting them on TikTok. Like stuff like that can go viral. Well, that's the plan so far. That's what that's what we're working on. We we yeah. were uh we were talking about um working on outside band content on the band account. So yeah. like uh, hey, check out these uh, these these tracks that you should check out this week, and uh-huh. um, and we're just going to do like meme content. So uh, like, we're just going to do a lot of outside band content, and yeah. then work it into this is our new single, and see how it goes from there. Definitely. So. Wait, wait. Uh, it, is, it is something we've been looking into. Yeah, so, so Ad Heavy is your guys' focus right now because you have the album done. You're still pushing out video content, but now the focus is how are we going to reach new people with this? And so that's what you're putting your money into, and that's what you're focused on right now. Yes, and uh, yeah, yeah. And so then let's talk about because a big thing that because this this process has been pretty much from the start of COVID till now and for this album for you guys because we were I think we were talking before COVID even happened oh yeah yeah we've been talking for a while and we've been working on um, the, the, the album pretty much since then yeah so. and so it's been a long process but of course through COVID it's like do we release an album right now do we wait like it's all over the place but um, let's talk about the process of you guys um like the the label that's always the big thing ever anyone can uh, get stuff recorded anyone can you know <clears throat> put money into into stuff like this but whenever it came to actually shopping to labels like what did you guys do um, so uh, as as I mentioned before we we put all everything together into an EPK and we uh started 
then we sat down and we started looking at, okay, who would we like to work with? So we wrote down a list of a bunch of labels that like not not we'd like to work with as as in we know them personally like what bands do they have on their label that where we could work with or like we're similar to that could you know we could bounce off them they could bounce off us sort of thing um so we we got the emails for those labels we pitched out to them then we kind of sat down and gone right okay not so much those labels, but what are some smaller labels that could also still help us? And then we got those and we sent out to those. Um, basically, we got our manager um, to just basically sit down and, you know, we worked with him and he sent out a bunch. Yeah. And um, it turns out that a lot of German labels were a lot more interested in us and were offering a lot more to us than the offers that we got elsewhere. So um, we we took that plunge into going, right, well, our manager's German um, and these German labels were more into it than anyone else. That they, they sounded like they were just so desperate to kind of get involved and help us than someone else like just going here you go here's some money and you guys yeah you know just not there was there was not interest a lot of people just like we want to take your album but we're not going to give you anything back yeah and i mean uh your guys style is more popular in germany austria yes than anywhere else in in the world really yeah and so i mean from from spotify statistics alone germany is like our third biggest uh country Uh even more than the uk at the moment like the UK, our home, t- our home country, uh, uh, German, Germany's like what? Like got, we got so many more streams and plays in like that part of Europe. Is the United so, States number one? Uh, United States, and I think for this album, like these two singles we've released, it's been Canada second, and really? then Germany. Yeah, so we're actually planning a Canada tour at the moment because it's quite easy for us to get over to Canada. Yeah, but America, America's just so hard to get a visa for. Well, and that's because so, Canada is part of like the the Queen's kingdom or whatever. Like, how's that said? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I, we went into Canada and um, they had to confiscate like a flip knife from me like I just had like a normal little flip open knife and I had to sign a document and saying that this is now the property of the queen and I'm like <laughs> that was like the first time I was like wait you mean like the queen of England what and then it was just really it's the first time I ever realized that but yeah you guys can get wow, over there a I lot easier that. yeah I they, yeah. they confiscated a knife and now the queen of England owns my knife technically so maybe she sold it I don't know <laughs> wow, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even know that, honestly. Yeah, it's funny though. My drummer, they let him go through with a little weed vape pen, but they took my little flip knife that I like cut boxes with. <laughs> that's absolutely bad, <laughs> right? Jesus. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that's for us. It's um, uh, United States, then Germany, then Russia, mm-hmm. then Canada. You know, Russia, Russia, all it for. But the thing is, the weird thing about our stats is United States, number one country, Germany, number two country. But the number one city is Moscow. We have more listeners in Moscow than any other city. But yeah, Moscow is pretty big for us as well. Yeah, I just and they're that town. Have you guys played Russia yet? 
we we played Russia twice. We've been Moscow and St. Petersburg twice. Heck yeah. We the, went, the show's we went crazy. out there with Oh yeah, we went out there first with Devil Wears Prada. And then we went out there second uh, yeah, with uh These Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, crazy uh, shows. <laughs> absolutely mental like people were coming to the D's Nut show like oh we don't even care about them we've come for you because they right. saw us with the Devil Wears Prada before like the absolute spread of word of mouth out there is so ridiculous compared to anywhere else like just a lot of people were so interested in uh, because they've just heard of us from their friends so that, that was mad we was, was excited for that yeah definitely they're they're diehard there about this stuff we were we took did you guys do the overnight train from moscow to st petersburg oh, oh mate I, I hate that train you dude. took that train <laughs> yeah the first time we went we was told you've got to try the overnight train so on that <laughs> devil wears prada tour we went from moscow to st petersburg on the overnight train and the next morning all four of us Sick. were so unbelievably unwell <laughs> yeah dude we I... <laughs> were so sick like i i we we got to uh, st petersburg it was snowing and it, it was just it looked so nice uh, and we, everyone went out to, like right we need to go get food we haven't eaten since like yesterday afternoon so everyone went for food but i was so unwell i just slept in the venue and i, I played that show with no food absolutely all day and i i almost passed out after because i was yeah. just so unwell that that I, train I, is nasty and we were like everyone everyone's smoking in it like nonstop. Oh. and uh actually we We've we've been to Russia once, and uh, I got whenever we got home, I had I they, the doctors didn't even know what I had, but I was bedridden, freaking basically unconscious for a month and a half, like immediately oh. after getting home from Russia, I couldn't eat. I lost like I lost forty pounds in two weeks, and they wow. tested me for parasites. All this stuff and uh, no idea what it was. And um, like I was basically like on my deathbed directly after being on from being home from Russia. And it was just it's a nightmare. It's because there's, there's no ventilation in there. Everyone's just breathing each other's air. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just it's just, it was just a horrible feeling. So uncomfortable. Yep. And so it's a, it's a I, huge I, I, strain, too. <laughs> Huge. Oh yeah. Uh, we we decided the second time we was going, there is not a single. You couldn't even pay us to do that. So we <laughs> went and we did the fast train there. So we just stayed in Moscow that night and we got up early the next morning and then we got the speed train. Uh, it looked like the bullet train. It was mad. Yeah. And we just got this really fast train straight to St. Petersburg. Yeah. That was so much better, dude. We had comfy seats. We had a table. <laughs> we had plug sockets. We had TVs. Right. Oh, it was incredible, dude. Yeah. So we're like, every time we come back here now, we are going on this fast train. <laughs> it was so worth it. Yeah. The and other one. Only, like, it, I can't imagine it was that much more expensive than the night train. Right. I really don't think it was that much more expensive. Yeah. And the, the night train, it's like. I, I couldn't imagine what year this train would be from, but it had been like the the, the early 1900s. And it's, 100% so was ours. Yeah, it's just horrible. But yeah, we um, we did China in 2019, and 100% of the travel was all the speed trains. And uh, it, I was freaking tired of train stations. It sucked. Like... <laughs> 
and and carrying uh, crap through uh, sta- uh, train stations and how packed those train stations are in China. It was just every single day train stations for like seven hours. Oh, if, if you know me personally, I, I love me a train. So <laughs> yeah, get me on a train. I'll have a great time. But that, that, that reminds me when we uh, when we did the Philippines tour every day, every other day. Uh, we was like two two planes. We was at an airport every single day. Yeah. We'd play a show and we'd have to go to a, go straight back to the airport and fly to a different island because there's so many different islands. So and I know what you mean. Like after a while, the flights and just everything is just draining. Like, yeah, being part of public so transportation like, not not cool. Being part of public transportation like that consistently, definitely. Yeah. And um, so yeah, how many labels did you guys um? Did you guys get responses back, or was the majority of it just like not even responses? Um, so, I mean, obviously we, we're we're labelless at the time, so we've just gone right. Look, let's just pitch out to pretty much everyone. So uh, we went from upwards of like Sony Records down to Sumerian Records, and then as low as like we 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 went just basically just to see what responses yeah. we would get back and. Um, so I, I couldn't give you a number, but it was upwards of like 30 different labels. And yeah. we got responses from, I'd say, about six um, and like two. I, I won't say their names just because obviously we're not working with them. But yeah. we, we got two that we were surprised we got a reply back from. Yeah. So we was like, OK, that's cool. But what they were offering us was... Basically, as I said before, hey, you sign over your album to us and we'll basically give you nothing back. Yeah. And it it was just a bit, well, it's not really helping us. It would just, it would mean more for us to say we've signed with you than anything. We'd get more out of that. So it it just wasn't beneficial for us. So we, 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 um, we took the best offer we was offered. And um, and we're we're happy where we are now. Um, And the the thing with uh, the label AFM. AFM, right? Yes, AFM Records, yep. Yeah, and with the package that you guys had put together, um, basically, like, here's the done product. You guys don't have to do any work besides the stuff, like, after the fact. There's so many labels that would look at that and be like, let's try to snag that and not do anything for it. It's just an easy product we can throw out there. Um, exactly. Yeah, and so I'm not surprised that some some bigger labels hit you up. Like, just I don't know if Sumerian did, but Sumerian totally would be a label that would be like, yes, give us that. We're going to put it on our catalog, and you guys can, the whole, um, uh, what is it, um, the, their, them just allowing you to put your their name on your thing is supposed to be the selling point when really to operate as a business you need a lot more than just the name of a label on your crap and so um but totally there are labels that think that their name is powerful enough to somehow make you successful whereas more so they you they need to put in work you know and no matter what label sign. So I'm glad you guys went with someone that actually was giving you like proper offer and ability yeah. and willingness to a- work. AF- AFM have been great for us. Like they, they've just been like trying to offer us in any way possible that would help us. Like they was like, um, at the moment, the COVID rules in Germany is very strict. So we don't expect you to come to us. Uh, we can sign everything online. We can have chats online, but we, we, 
because it was so nice and offering to us, we we offered to come fly out there and we'd we'd go through the 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 um, oh what's the word when the quarantine basically we we quarantine that's the word sorry I couldn't think of it for a second we offered to if we had to do all that we'd go for it all so we went out there and it was, it was a great time we met the, the, the our representatives and stuff and and we even met the owner of, of the company and they, they were just so welcoming um, they, they they had like spreadsheets up of like all of us and all of our stats all came up on the screen they were talking about like how we can improve this and it was just it was just a very nice kind of feeling feeling that we've never had before like someone was like someone went cares. out of their way yeah someone went out of their way to like invest in us and it was just it was just uh it was a great like uh a day out with them so um and what they've offered us like uh online as well and how like they they got us Empiricon like get, got all of our merch up on there. Um, they, they've they've uh, they work closely with Spotify, so they've spoke with them and they've got us on playlist. Um, with um, it, it's, it's with a, a big production company as well that they work with, so we're doing some stuff with them. So it's just that they've gone out of their way after we've signed with them as well. So what. It was it was a gamble, we, um, and um, I'm glad we took it. So AFM, like big big kudos to them. Very yeah. happy at the moment. Yeah, and it's definitely a big thing to feel like the people you're working with actually care. I've worked with so many people. There's so many companies here in the states that um, really just take advantage of bands, and I've been a part of so many of them. And um, I don't know. I just think. I, I'm to the point now where like my manager, the the Browning is the only band that he manages. And uh it, give me one second. I have some weird static going on my phone. Okay, I think it's better now. Um but yeah, I it's I'm finally starting to work with people that actually want to invest. Like my manager, the Browning's the only band that he works with. And yep. my label, been with them for a long time. Uh, but I'm also working with a merch company that is absolutely one of the best companies to work with um, in music in general. They, they're artists themselves that like actually just want to work with other artists and better their lives. And so having a company that really seems like they care is so important. Um, mm-hmm. And just straight up because I don't really hold anything back anymore. Like I feel like I'm at the point where my label, they care, but there's not much that they can do because they are signed or they are part of universal. And so, so much stuff has to go through universal before my label can even do anything. And then with universal, how they operate so much stuff is just, um, based off of like an algorithm and a software and that's it, you know, uh, because it's such a huge company, um, like nothing goes based off a of feeling and there's no worse of a feeling to me than to like the art that I create to be based off of what a computer algorithm thinks of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so like currently, like, honestly, I feel like, um, my label doesn't necessarily care 
as much as I would prefer them to. Like it yeah. takes me two weeks to get a freaking phone call to be able to talk. Like they have to set up a meeting. It has to go through universals, uh, you know, official channels and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, why just call me, you know? And so yeah. it, if you guys have a good relationship with the label and they're uh, personally, I, I much prefer work with smaller companies because you're more of a focus. Yeah. You'd rather be well, a, You'd rather be a big fish in a small pond, you know? Well, that, that's the thing. Like, we, we, we speak to them daily. Yeah. Like, well, obviously not like the, the top dogs in the label, but our representative from the label, we speak to them daily. Like, we've got a social media part of the label. Yeah. We've got, like, um, and we, we we speak to each individual, like, but there's probably emails going through now. It's it's just mad how much like we've been in contact with them. Um, obviously, a lot of the stuff goes through our manager, and then our manager speaks to them direct. But obviously, we're not part of that conversation. Yeah. But when they want to speak to us direct, because they know that we as the band still work with our social medias of Instagram and all that rubbish, that they're in contact with us. So um, yeah, that's it, awesome. it's nice to know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you got to work with people that care, and no one's going to care about your music as much as you are, but at least to have some people on the business aspect that do care to a, a good degree is super important. So um, I'm glad yeah. you guys went with like something like that. Like when you said you submitted to like Sony, I'm like, it's a good thing you didn't work with a company like that. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not regretting, but I wish that like Spine Farm was not connected to Universal because Spine Spine Farm themselves are awesome, but the fact that they're connected to such a huge company complicates everything. Super annoying. Yeah. Um, and so I think you guys are in a good position. And especially being from the UK, a German label is what you want to have. Like they, yeah. that's the big festivals, they have those connections, the, even the, you know, Metal Hammer, like Empiricon, all of that. So. You you want yeah. those German connections? Well, we, we, we want we want to branch out the UK. Not that like we we're, we're trying to forget about the UK. It's just we we've done so much in the UK. I'm not saying we've reached our peak here, but there is a point where a lot of people, like especially fans and stuff, they 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 grow out of um, things here in the UK pretty quickly. It's like, same in America. One genre. So. Um, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's everywhere, but it's just very hard to get anywhere here in the UK. So um, we, we do want to branch over to Europe a bit more because that's, that's one thing that we've really struggled with um, trying to get over there. Um, so I think with this album, we're mainly going to focus on that, doing a lot more yeah. Europe stuff. Obviously, we want to go over to America, but like it, it's so expensive to... Um, to get over there for visas so but as i said we got canada uh, booked at the end of the year so that that's our first step to start heading that way so yeah that, that, should, that should be fun yeah and i mean to me personally i um anytime we tour in europe would like i'm cool with like two uk shows and then I want to be out because mainland Europe is so much better in so many ways as yeah. far as an artist goes. Like when you show up to a venue in Germany, you get there early. They have like a spread of veggies and fruits and sandwiches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go to a place in the UK that's not happening. You're lucky if you get a bottle of water. Yeah, straight up. And same in America. Like <laughs> so the, the artist appreciation in mainland Europe yeah. is not comparable 
Uh, and so it's like, I personally, like, for me, I focus on Europe much more than the UK. And the UK is really hard to break, just like America. It's hard to yeah. get, get get going there. Um, That's I don't know. probably want to get out. Yeah, English-speaking countries are no good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, have, have you been to Australia? No. That's one. That's one place I would like to go try out because I've I've heard their metal scene's pretty mad over there. Yeah, I we so had I'm an offer. We had an offer for Australia, um, but it was it was it was a long time ago. But it was only to cover a portion of the flights, and we would have been headlining. Um, and I was like, at the time, I was like, okay, covering a portion of the flights is fine, but I don't want a headline because I don't know if anyone's going to show up. I didn't want our first time yeah. going there to be a bust because we were a smaller band at the time. And so um, I was just perpetually waiting for uh, the right offer from a headlining band to pull us over to the UK. Um, and then we got another offer to go back to China, but then um, it was going to be tied into a Japanese tour that then would rotate down into an Australian tour. And I'm like, that sounds too complicated for one tour. <laughs> I don't want to do yeah. that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, Australia, I, I hear the scenes good there, but I also hear that once shockwave festival, like went through, or, like it stopped going and the scene kind of fell apart a little bit, but I don't know. And now everything's up in the air uh, post pandemic. Who knows what scenes are going to be good? I have no idea. Yeah, have you got anything booked yet? Like, do you know if you got any um, anything you can announce? I'm I'm waiting. Uh, like, I'm waiting until everything's free and clear because I was driving to a tour whenever COVID hit and I had to cancel everything, lost all the upfront money. I've had the same merchandise sitting in my freaking house for two and a half years now and wow. lost a bunch of money upfront. And so I don't want to have to do that again. And so I'm waiting yeah. until everything's just like good to go, which here in the States, things are going going pretty good for bands that are on tour. So things are looking up. So we're thinking about doing something in the fall. Um, but how I was going to say, it looks a lot more uh, like shows are going ahead over there than it does here. A lot of UK bands are doing UK stuff, but um, I've, I've had like tickets to go see like era, like um, day seeker. They, they were all coming over to UK. I was going to go to them, but they've, they've all, just been canceled all, yeah. all the international bands coming here are just not coming anymore so yeah um i think it, there's just too much risk um because at a moment's notice they could be over there and just be choop, shut down and so i don't know it, it's too risky because it is like you said a huge investment it's cheaper for americans yeah. to go to europe and the uk than it is for people to come to america but it's still expensive like nonetheless like if you're if as a band like if we're going to Europe, I have probably about like fifteen thousand in upfront costs. You know, yeah. like ten to fifteen thousand in upfront costs, and so that's not something you can risk. Um, you know, going out with, and so you haven't been to any shows in the UK yet. Um, I've been to. Um, who did I go see? I, I've I've been to like one show post lockdown. Um, but it's uh, main, mainly like clubs are back open, so I've been to like a few more club nights gotcha. than, than anything. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been 
It's been it's been weird so far. I've I've got. Do you know that upcoming bank uh, caskets? They're doing really well in America at the moment. I haven't heard of them. No, caskets are doing like they're from the UK, but they're they're doing mad at the moment. They've got they've actually got a tour with Dayseeker in the in the US. Uh, I think it's like next month. Gotcha. Um, they're they're um they're, they've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And so, so um, when when does your album come out? So our, our album, uh, our album comes out 27th of May. Uh, so this, we've still got a couple of months to like release singles and a lot more promotion and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. happy ha- happy with that. Yeah, and so from here, you're doing the music video next week, and then you're just focusing on this online interaction. Um, mm-hmm. What other are you guys getting together and practicing and everything, or is everything still? So we, uh, do you know what? It's mad. Obviously, we know like. Uh, everything but we haven't rehearsed in two years right like we we, we like we're, we're all over because we're all based over different parts of the uk yes it's not like massive drives compared to like in america but Le- leicester is like our main home base i'm based in london um Connor, our screamer vocalist, is based in Leicester, and then our drummer and singer is based on just the, on the outskirts of Leicester. They live about forty minutes away from each other, but then our guitarist lives in Manchester, so we're all like at least two hours away, from, like from our base. Um, so we just haven't seen the point in rehearsing until we need to, and we don't need to. We've got no tours coming <laughs> yeah, up. Like, obviously. The tours are at the end of the year. At the, at the moment, they're at the end of the year. So um, if they still go ahead, then great. But like as of right now, we have no need to rehearse. We meet up for the music videos, and we do the music videos. Um, but yeah, we, we, we no, we're not yeah, rehearsing. With, well, with no. being a band that has played so many shows, it's it's the same with the Browning. We if we have a tour coming up, we basically get together like four days before, maybe, and then practice uh, like twice, and then head out. And it's just whenever you've played so many shows and done so many touring, it's all second nature. You don't really need yeah. to be together as a band, especially in this genre. Maybe other genres, yeah. but this genre, not really. Yeah, that's that's the same as us. Like we, b- before, when we was uh, touring quite a lot, we'd we'd meet up like uh, two, three weeks before the tour coming up. We'd rehearse like maybe um, two rehearsal days prior to that because we already like was already very happy with how we were sounding um, and we we have our own studio, so we'd never really had to you know turn up at a certain time and be out by a certain time we just sit and chill all day and we rehearse literally for hours and hours and hours and work on a different song and we would spend most of the time working on that like for a new song or an old song for that set um but this this time it's a bit different because uh we're no longer at that studio but our, our drummer he's just when i say this i literally mean he's just built his new house like from the ground up um it was on like a plot of land so he's built a whole bottom of it, like his basement in the house is like all music related so he's got like a rehearsal room there studio room there like so that's now going to be our new hub for um coming up like 
stuff. So, and basically what he said is when, when, uh, when we're ready to rehearse, we can just go stay at his for the weekend and just go like rehearse as much as we need to, which is a very nice thing to have. And like, if you've got that option, then this is, you'll know what I mean by it. It's, yeah, definitely. it's so good. So good to have. Cause it just saves on rehearsal fees at studios and, and time they limits can get quite and everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It, that, that's the worst thing when you're getting in that groove of rehearsing and then you've got to leave or you've gone to a rehearsal because you've paid for it and you're just not in that mood to get yeah, things definitely. tight. But if you go there and you, where, you know, you can do it in your own time and that's such a, that's a better way of rehearsing in my opinion anyway. So yeah. it's nice to have. Um, really random question and just random sure. thought. The uh, So how, how long have you guys been a band for? So the band have been together since 2013. Okay. But I've been in the band since December 2016. Yeah. And so just a random random thought that I had and cuz it's kind of relevant in our genre more than yeah. anything else. Um these name the band names that are kind of quirky, right? That are a little bit different. Yeah. And so you guys have a little bit of a quirky name. The cabin boy uh-huh. jump ship Browning worst yeah. name ever made, uh, <laughs> and so like and then Eskimo Cowboy they're about to change their name. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and so I'm I'm interested. The thing is, I we toured with them oh, a long time ago, uh, yeah, or not a long time ago as well. Yeah, and we we did a tour with them. It was actually our last one in Europe. I think it was 2018. So I guess not that long ago, but. Uh, they were talking about on that tour wanting to change their name so that they could try. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then and so it was before all this stuff that came up, and yeah. so now they're probably feeling really justified. But they were talking to me about it because they thought their name made it to where they couldn't break in the United States. Um, yeah. And I told them personally, don't even think about the United States. Like, <laughs> you guys are successful enough everywhere else. Like, screw it. Like, focus on everywhere else in the world that doesn't care. Uh, that's what I told them. But this new stuff they yeah. put out has made them big here. But they are yeah. they are going to go with a name change. And so I've complicated a name change with the Browning about 10 million times. <laughs> yeah. Basically, every album, I'm like, is this the one I changed my name? And every time I'm like... Like, no, I've built it up too much. Like, it would be too counterintuitive, and the Browning's not big enough to to get away with it. Like, we probably yeah. could, but we're not that size. And so, your guy's name, um, is it something that you have considered something like that, or are you guys just full, you know, backing um, it full on? So, I don't think we've thought about it right now. I think the name is so unique that it's rememberable yeah like uh, there's people like especially at places where i work i've told them my band name once and they've remembered it the next time i spoke to them about it because it's such a weird name yes it's long and i've always thought yes because cabin boy jump ship that's quite a long name if you think about it in terms of band names yeah especially in the modern world yeah yeah, but because it's so like unique and it's all kind of in like the same theme of like ships and stuff. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's I, I don't know. I think it's just quite rememberable. Like, I, I would have never thought that, and I'm not saying that is the case. But just talking to people about it for the first time, they re- will remember it by the next time, or they'll go, "Oh, isn't it something something ship or like yeah. is, is it 
And I, I don't know. It's not something we've thought about changing, um, and I don't think it would be something we'd change. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I don't think it's not on the cards to potentially change. But it, I, we've also been asked this question a lot of, like, what does it mean? Um, we don't really have an answer. The, yeah. the answer mainly is it was... Um, it was a song name um, for what this band was previous to what it is now. Um, so then when it, they did go through a name change and just made this whole new genre and uh, like started a whole new band, basically, they called it Cabin Boy Jump Ship. Um, so, but I, as I said, I wasn't part of that yeah. process when, when, when it all got started. But saying that I have been part of this band since it started because I've known Connor well for like 13 years now and yeah. i uh my old band was like doing tours with pierce the veil at the time so they were like trying to get on tours with us so i've kind of followed them pretty much since their their start and then when I, my old bands like fell apart and stuff yeah and uh, and i don't uh, i don't think that bands um should change the name personally like i've really considered it a ton but i think it's better to just full-on embrace like the name the branding and then uh because at some point you get past even what the name is like what it means like because the amount of times i've been asked what the freaking crap browning means uh, and there is yeah. no answer at all um it's uh i think that it's the same thing like there's there's worse band names corn limp biscuit you know, those are worse band names than Cabin Boy Jump Ship or the Browning. Yeah. <laughs> and so super weird. But like you said, the name stands out and that that matters, especially when you're if you're on flyers or tour ad mats, people read the name twice. Yeah. That that was my justification for keeping the Browning, too. I was like, we play weird music. We should have a weird name. And everyone reads the name twice, whether they think it's silly or not. They're going to remember it. Yeah. Uh, that's that. That is the exact reason why we've we stuck with ours. But it's never been a name that we've had anything come up to say we need to change this. Like, yeah, soon. you so, haven't had any negative things about the name or anything. No, so yeah. we're, we're we're happy with it. So, um, and, and we're just starting to make a name for ourselves at the moment. So, where. It's just, it wouldn't be a good time yeah, for us for to sure. even think about that right Yeah, now, and, I, so. and I'm not saying it's like silly enough to need to change. It was just a random thought because it, it does seem like a thing in in the synth metal world of just these weird names, yeah. you know, and it's very much that time, you know, I, that, that early or the 2010s era of having these, these names like this. Cause you don't see it anymore. Any new band, it's like single name with an S at the end, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's every single name. And so when there's a, a name like yours, it does stand out and it, it is different than the standard thing that's happening right now. Um, um, for sure. And uh, so with this record, um, was there like a direction in mind sound wise? Uh, sound wise, we uh, we have taken influence, but I, I, I don't like to bring up band names because I don't want people to start saying, oh, well, we sound like them. Especially like um, on our old records, we definitely like was making our own sound. Like, yes, we was electronical. Yes, we'd fit in with other electronical bands, 
but we had a specific synth that we'd use and we'd have a certain style of writing that we'd use to make it sound like a Cabin Boy song. So when we've gone into this album process, we've thought about how do we change it up a bit but still keep it how we are so we've definitely really stepped out of our comfort zone um with this way. so well the main big one is uh the the every every track we've wrote prior to this album was in drop c or drop a uh we've dropped it down for this album every single song is in drop g um so we really took a step out with that and made heavier tracks. Uh, we've wrote the absolute heaviest song we've ever wrote on this album. And we've also wrote the softest song we've ever wrote on this album. So we've really gone top of the scale and bottom of the scale of really different. So if, if you've listened to, um, if you're listening to Cabin Boy for the first time, it would be, oh, okay, this is cool. But then you go listen to your old stuff and be like, this is so different. But if you um, if you know what we sound like, and then you're listening to the new stuff, I can. I'm hoping a lot of people will go. Okay, well, this is still the same band, but they're just uh, there's just a progression. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So um, we're we're lyrically we've really stepped up on this uh, this album. We've tried to make a lot more sense of what we're trying to say and try to get the message that we're trying to get across uh, a lot more. Um, it just stands out at you. Yeah. That's um, something that, that I, that I personally really had worked on too. When I listened to the early Browning stuff, it, it, it cringes me out the lyrics and the <laughs> everything. And so lyrics are something I think that just comes with time to really start feeling like getting more mature and getting your voice and getting your ability to say everything out. Mm. So and I was reading through the lyrics on um, on uh, demons, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's very straightforward. But that's what I I personally like stuff that's straightforward, like what the meaning yeah. is, you know. And so you think the, well, the lyrics was a big evolution for you guys too? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. The the lyrics was a big step up. Like, um, what we uh, uh, this wasn't all the time, but what we used to do would be we'd write a song, and a lot of the time, the chorus for that we'd write the song with the chorus, and we'd like write the lyrics for that chorus, to, and then we'd just write lyrics to go with that chorus for that song. And that's basically how most of the songs prior were wrote. Uh, So sometimes a lot of the screaming lyrics were kind of not really going with the chorus lyrics. Um, But this time everything's been wrote all together. Everything's all on point. Everything. So we'd have a message and that's what we went for from start to finish, not just make the chorus sound great and then everything else can just be improvised. Yeah. And the the two songs right now um, do feel more cohesive than like your guys' older stuff. It definitely feels um, more well-rounded and structurally better. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot more time, obviously COVID. We've had a lot more time to go all right, well, this doesn't work. What else can we do? Whereas before, we had a deadline where we was like, this needs to be out as soon as possible. And we're rushing things and, oh, that sounds good, that sounds good, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do. Like, even when it came to the, the production, it was all, right, well, it sounds all right, that'll do. Do you know what I mean? That was literally yeah, the, the, the the word of the album, that'll do, that, that's fine. That. Like, um, we've recorded everything ourselves and just sent it off to mix and mastering. It was all very, like, rushed and 
you listen back now and go, it sounds okay, but like what we have now, these two singles, especially like you can hear just the production and just the amount of time, but you can hear and see it. Yeah, definitely. And you guys put a a lot of time into that too. And I know whenever we were talking, we were talking a lot about structure. And so this, this album was not like freestyled or jammed. It was definitely, definitely thought out. And that's personally my favorite way to write to kind of uh, analyze and maybe overanalyzing a bit at times. Um, Mm -hmm. and like even, uh, demons, that beginning synth, you guys were kind of questioning it, but that was something you were (laughs) overanalyzing, but it, and, yeah. uh, and just stuck with it because it's good. And um, do you think you, you guys had a bit of that on this record, overanalyzing and trying to overcorrect? Uh, uh, we, we went to the studio in September 2020. And even at the studio, when we're sit, like after we've done a day of recording, we're sat in our dressing room, like where we're sleeping for like in the studio. And we're changing songs whilst we're there. We we were changing how everything was sounding. There's one song that's got so many different versions of that song that it's unrecognizable from how we <laughs> changed it in the studio compared to what it was before we even entered the studio a week prior. Yeah, like it's, it, we like I think even now if 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 it wasn't mixed and mastered, we'd probably still be changing it. Yeah. Um <laughs> there, there's there's just some of those songs that you know that's done. That's a song that's ready to go. And then there's some songs that you're like oh, you know what? I, I, I want to change this and that, that that's what some songs had, but what we finished with, we were very very happy with. Like obviously we're not saying it was incomplete. Obviously everything was complete. It was just like little minor things. Oh, yeah. Can I add a synth here? just adding layers that's all we was really doing um yeah and it, it's that, it, the musicians always freaking nickel and dime every aspect and i mean i wrote yeah. or wrote and recorded this whole browning record myself and it was so much of me changing crap that no one else in the world would hear like you know a drum fill instead of doing um a tom the the high tom i needed to change it to the medium tom you know yeah and it's like no one cares and at some point you got to put a nail in the coffin and be like, this thing is yeah. done. Uh, but you guys had all the time in the world and you guys actually went to the studio. Weren't you there for like a month? Uh, we, we was there for just over three weeks. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, I could tell you the dates. I just know it was in September in 2020. Yeah. And it was, um, so was that your first time in a studio? Like instead of sending was- stuff? Yes, uh, for 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 this band, um, I've done it in previous bands, but th- for this band, it was the first time we went to a studio to record an album, because every everything's just been kind of like easy for Cabin Boy. It, like uh, our guitarist was the videographer, so he'd shoot all our music videos and edit them. We'd we'd had our own studio, so we never had to pay for rehearsals. I was a driver, so we never had to pay for a, a tour van or anything. I had one. So I was driving. We Connor, he 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 works up for a merch company. So we've never had to buy merch. Everything's just been so easy. So when we've come to this album, we've like we need to make it hard for ourselves and put some money into making it better than what we can personally do. So um yeah, we so we went to Sam and Joe Graves in a sound studios and it's probably the best 
decision we ever made and it, it annoys me we didn't do it before because <laughs> the, you, you can just hear the difference yeah you i can, mean it's i think it's, it's just, good though that you guys cut your teeth yourselves beforehand because now you've you guys have done it yourself so once you start getting help from outside sources everything's gonna yeah. be easier it's it's worse whenever you're used to doing stuff not by yourself you're reliant on others and then yeah. you have to be relying on yourself you guys are going opposite you're relying on yourselves and now you're just getting help like you could do it by yourself but you're adding additional stuff into it and so i yeah. think i think you guys have gone the right route um and yeah the, the songs sound great yeah i will say though for a band that's just starting Try and do as much as yourself as possible because it's all yeah. about money. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have much, you need to do it yourself. And I think that's how we got to where we were because we saved our money for the things that were important. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, so that that's 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 how we uh, we got to where we were. Just yeah, by it's huge, in, it's huge investments. And I mean, yeah. for me, um. I always had to try to make the Browning work with, with no money. I've never had a job outside of being creative. And so mm-hmm. um, for a long time, I was basically getting uh, the cheapest anything I possibly could if I couldn't do it myself. And now with COVID, it's kind of big, been a big blessing for me because I've started this knife company and now I have money outside of music to where I can properly invest into certain things like expensive merch designs or higher quality t-shirts or, you know, stuff like that yeah. that I would have skimped out on before. And so it's good that you guys actually had the financial uh, intuition to save up and spend money on your stuff when you needed to, for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, and now moving forward, you're going to have this label involved, and that's just going to help everything as well. And I'm, I'm just really happy because like we've been talking throughout the entire process of you doing this record, and so yeah. it's good to see the stuff rolling out. The videos look good. The music sounds great. Everything's good. And so I'm, I'm really happy to Thank see you. it. I appreciate it, dude. I really appreciate it. As 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 you know, we we were sending you like early demos. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you heard the early demos of the two songs that got released, and yep. just just um just just the process alone has been two years of just absolute grind. We as I said, we went to studio in 2020, and it's taken up until now uh, to to release them because we're just. Getting, putting more and more time into different things and like yeah. just really trying to make it perfect and we're like we're ready to just get them out there now yeah. and, and I think you've um, done it I think you've done everything right for sure yeah we, we definitely hit a milestone on, on this album like we uh, our YouTube um, video for Demons did 100,000 plays in 6 days which it's still mad to for, for for us. It's still mad to say, and we're 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 really really happy with that. So we're um we're, we're we got another single coming out, um, Ghosts on the fourth of March. So um that's that's um that's our next one that we're now working towards. Thank you. And uh, we're we're buzzing for that one now. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to hear everything. Uh, hear everything, all finished product, and uh, definitely next time or whenever the Browning does come back to Europe, you know I'm going to be having you guys come out too. Oh mate, that's legendary. Yeah, it'd be it'd be uh, perfect. I mean, I personally, some people want to tour with bands that kind of give all different genres. I really like all the bands on the tour to be cohesive and yeah. you know I, our bands fit really well together so 100% that's going to happen 
I appreciate it, buddy. I'm, you know, I'm really excited for that. I'm really, really excited for that. Well, I'm again, I'm I'm proud of everything you guys done. I think you've done it perfect, and I appreciate you talking to me about everything you guys have uh, went through for the past however many years on this record. Yeah, well, we've already started process on the next one. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're, we're right already, we're already yeah. like four or five songs onto the next one, and we haven't even released this album yet. So, <laughs> heck yeah, oh, we, that, that's how you got to do it, though. Yeah, I've got to keep that grind going. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, maybe off this call, I'll show, I'll show you some early demos of the next one. Yeah, send them we'll over. Start, let's start this process now. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, thank you for talking to me, man. Oh, I appreciate it, buddy. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Speak to you soon. Yep, peace.